My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. Since you're listening to this podcast, right now I'm going to go ahead and conclude that you have reliable access to the internet. It only makes sense. I also don't feel like I'm sharing any huge secrets with you when I tell you that the vast, vast majority of our listeners are close to major urban centers. First of all, there's just more people there. And second, it's a lot easier to access the internet in major cities. And that is important if you like daily news podcasts. It's also important if you like, you know, having a job, having your kids in virtual school, being able to order essentials and access healthcare and government services and everything we've done online for the past eight months. And in rural Canada, that is just a huge problem. And when we talk about access to the internet in rural Canada, I think most people imagine Oh, the far reaches of Northern Ontario, or the forests and mountains of British Columbia, or the far, far north of places like Iqaluit. And connection is obviously an issue in those places, but we're also talking about, like, just drive an hour outside of Toronto and... There are hundreds of small communities around the country that may have some rudimentary connectivity, but nowhere near enough to reliably teleconference for work or for school or to live their entire lives online from home like we're being asked to do. And those communities are not far away. So today we will visit one and get a glimpse of a problem that, frankly, should have been fixed a long time ago and is even more urgent right now. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings, this is The Big Story. Melanie Hennessy is a journalist at the Georgetown Independent Free Press in Ontario. Hello, Melanie. Hello, Jordan. Can you maybe just start by giving us a sense, especially for listeners uh, outside Ontario in the GTA, of where Georgetown and Halton Hills are uh, in relation to Toronto? For sure. Uh, so Halton Region is uh, just west of Toronto and Mississauga. Uh, Georgetown is at the northern tip of the region. So we do have a lot of uh, rural area around us. It's so interesting. I think, as I mentioned in the intro, when you say, you know, rural Canada or rural Ontario to a lot of people, um, they picture the far out stretches of north with nothing around it. And of course, um, you're you're a quick drive from where I am in downtown Toronto. Yeah, we, uh, we go into Toronto a lot. It can be less than an hour's drive. So we are quite close. And how's the internet up there? <laughs> Uh, well, mine's okay at the moment, but I know a lot of people around me, um, they are still struggling to have any kind of decent service. Um, and just with everyone working from home now, it's particularly crucial that we uh, we get this sorted out. So, When you say we get this sorted out, how long has this been going on? You've covered this a bunch. Yes, I have. Uh, I was looking back through my stories. I have been writing about this for about 15 years now. 15 years. Yeah, it was about 15 years ago. I wrote about a Milton counselor 
taking a horse and buggy down to Queen's Park uh, with a petition about this to illustrate uh, how behind we are out here in, in uh, Halton, and we're so close to Toronto. So, <laughs> When you say how far behind, um, can you give a sense of like, what is the internet connection like? Um, you know, is this, are we talking about Wi-Fi? Um, what do people have out there? Um, so some people have what's called line of sight service. Um, so some people are using satellite dishes to get their internet out here. Some people are paying to build large towers, thousands of dollars to get service to their rural properties. Um, some people do have Wi-Fi, but they say it's it's very slow and unreliable. Tell me some of the stories you've heard, um, you know, since since we all began working from home and now schooling from home too. Yes, for sure. Um, I have talked to some families around here where their children could not take part in uh, Google Classroom events or they could barely do their schooling period just due to a uh, lack of reliable service. Counselors who have to phone in for their meetings because they can't actually join the meeting on their computer. And yeah, people who are having to resort to going back into the office um, even at a time like this, because they can't connect at home. What is the problem? Is it just there's no infrastructure? Uh, the signals don't reach that far? Like, what's actually at the root of it? Uh, th there's actually a few things at play here. Uh, so it is a lack of infrastructure uh, out into uh, into the countryside, for sure. But um, yet we, we don't seem to have a lot of towers in this area to broadcast service for cell phone or Wi-Fi. Uh, so people are, are, you know, dropping their signal, dropping their calls, and uh, just unable to, to connect on the internet. Whose responsibility is that? Um, is that on the telecoms to build more towers as a matter of public service? Is it on the governments to compel them to do that? Um, you know, who owns this? I feel it's up to the to the government to do something about this. I know municipally there's not much that can be done. It's a larger issue. So um, I, I'd say we should look provincially and, and federally. Um, I know the federal government, they say they want to have everyone on high-speed internet by 2030. But uh, I feel like we're moving pretty slow on this. And especially now with everyone working at home, I feel like like the time is now. We have to put the funds into this now. What has been promised and either delivered or not delivered over the time that you've been covering this issue? Because a decade and a half is a long time, and surely um, this has been raised to, to provincial and federal governments before. Yes, for sure. Uh, I know there have been recent uh, increases in federal funding for this, so that's a good step forward. <clears throat> and provincially, um, the Ford government is starting to work with local providers to extend the service. So there have been some steps. It uh, it just seems very slow. And the people who are left behind, um, they're, they're definitely feeling it. My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. How much work needs to actually happen uh, before folks who are not that far uh, out of town 
have decent access? Like, is this is this something that with enough money and will, you know, the towers start going up tomorrow and that's all it takes? Or, or are we talking like we need to to look at entire swaths of rural landscape and, and redo them with the infrastructure in mind? Um, it's funny you should mention that. There was recently a, a map at Regional Council showing um, service areas across rural Halton and where funding could be allocated to get things going today. And very few areas qualify. Um, so the, the federal government basically is breaking this area down like a hexagon grid. And if one person in that hexagon area has high-speed internet, no one else in that area qualifies for any kind of funding to uh, to get high-speed internet. So What? Yeah. How does that work? That, that's the thing. It doesn't work. So the regional council has actually, Halton Regional Council, is appealing to the government to, to take another look at their funding formula because it's, it's not working. There's thousands of people being left behind with this formula. So I'd say if we got a change there and just more money coming, then we could fix this problem quickly. I want to ask you a bit about another preconception. I know um, when we often talk about, you know, broadband and high-speed internet and what it's necessary for, you know, we talk about like tech jobs or streaming Netflix and all the kinds of uh, technology that, you know, in, in big cities we live within our homes every day. But what kinds of real life work impacts does uh, the lack of this access have in rural areas? Uh, I've talked to some people in rural Milton, actually. I worked there for quite some time and um, they operate small businesses out of their home and some of them just, they simply can't keep up in, in today's market. They can't run proper websites. They can't do online meetings with their clients. They have to kind of go old school and use phone calls and in person, which is not very easy anymore, to get the job done. So it's actually really costing people a lot of money. What about farming? I was uh, kind of surprised to learn uh, how much even farmers can rely on broadband access. Yes, yeah. So just like everything else, you know, farming is going digital. So um, if they can't access internet service either, um, there's a lot of of a uh, new technology they can't use at. Uh, at their property. So it'll be harder for them to grow their business or, or keep up if, if they can't use that. What kinds of things are being done uh, in the meantime now by people just trying to figure out solutions? You know, in the States, um, we saw folks without internet at home, like sitting in parking lots of uh, big box stores or coffee shops to use that internet. Is that going on out there? Yes. Yes, people people do do that. And in fact, I have done that myself uh, when my internet's been out at my home. So people do resort to that. Um, they will hotspot off their phones, which can get quite costly. Go to a friend's house. Like I said, go into their office, even though it's you know discouraged right now to do so. But some people have no choice. You guys aren't um, alone either. Can you give me a sense of how many communities in Canada are dealing uh, with this problem or, or how common this is? Because again, I think we we assume it means way out in the middle of nowhere, but like you're next door. Yeah, I know there are a lot of communities that uh, are essentially attached or qu quite near a large urban area that are lacking in service. And I think these areas are falling through the cracks. Um, say if the federal government is looking far north to improve service, that that's great too. I know they're struggling as well. But all across Canada, there's these rural pockets like ours that uh, 
that are getting left behind. Well, tell me a little bit, I guess, about what uh, the municipality has done, because you mentioned that they're kind of powerless in this instance, but what have they tried? Um, So (laughs) it seems like every time I go to a meeting, there's a a new motion to, to address this issue. So I know they're putting their heads together. They're trying to make as many motions as possible or petitions to the higher levels of government to uh, to get some action on this. So um, they're supporting their constituents the best they can, but beyond encouraging the higher levels of government um, to do more, there's not much they can do. Is this just a question of whether or not the will is there and the money is there to back it up? I feel that it is. Um, I know the governments are strapped right now with the COVID response, so it's definitely a challenging time to to try to advance this. But um, yeah, there's the telecommunications companies. They're they're ready and willing. They exist. They want to expand, but they they can't afford to do it themselves. It's a, it can't all be on their backs, or they'll you know close down. So they they need some help for sure. Here's my last question. Then, um, aside from the promises of funding from the federal government, have you seen anything tangible? Um, have you seen anything happening at any level that would alleviate some of this? Sure. Yes. Uh, The federal government actually recently announced um, they are increasing their universal broadband fund from $1 billion to $1.75 billion. This is to try to get projects off the ground that are ready to go. Uh, And I feel like this is a it's a good step forward. But the problem is that that gets divided up all across Canada. Um, Halton's just one small area or any other rural area. Um, It might not necessarily go to them. So how do you even determine who gets it first? There's not enough money to go around. Yeah. So that gets back to this um, this map <laughs> that they use for funding allocations. So I feel like it's kind of a circular problem here is that they'll, they'll announce more money and it seems great, but then they go back to this map that uh, isn't working for allocation. So it's a good step forward and uh, hoping that we'll, we'll uh, see some benefit here locally. Melanie, thank you so much for taking the time to... Uh shed some light on this stuff with us. And I'm glad that your signal didn't cut out once this uh, entire talk. (laughs) Me too, me too. I made sure I positioned myself in the house where I have good signals. (laughs) Me too. Take care. Melanie Hennessy of the Georgetown Independent Free Press. That was The Big Story. For more, head to thebigstorypodcast.ca. Assuming your browser of choice can handle it. You can also find us on Twitter at thebigstoryfpn. You can talk to us via email, the Big Story Podcast, all one word, all lowercase, at rci.rogers.com. And of course, you can find us in your favorite podcast player, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Download it now so that if you end up in rural Canada, you can still listen. Thanks for that. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. We'll talk tomorrow. My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. 
available now.